with the collectors, folks. I'm Fred McMurray. It's Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central, and this is, no, not Pillars of Franchising, it's Community Voice Chat. I'm broadcasting from the wonderful West Vine uh, studio headquarters, as those of you who are watching can see me float in the back, and yes, that is a live shot of the Pacific Ocean. Today, we're talking with Ellen Huxtable and hopefully Frances Esther. She's running a bit light or a bit behind, so we're going to start talking with Ellen about what's happening today in your community. How you doing, Ellen? Fine. How are you doing, Fred? Uh, it's been a... Hey, new clients today, uh, getting client work done, and it's still sunny in the um, wonderful P- Pacific Coast. I guess that's the phrase I want to use. So, ooh, but you're not in the sunny Pacific Coast, are you? Well, right around here in Chicago, we're having what considered for us as a heat wave, which means that it's above freezing, which is really nice for us. As opposed to you in, in sunny California, and we're all very jealous of you. The weather here is okay, and we're looking forward to spring because we're tired of winter around here. And work is okay. I mean, work is work, but we're we're all hanging in there. Uh, yes. Uh, last I was talking actually last week's Pillars of Franchising show. I was getting told of of minus twenty and minus five and minus six. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that I could take my hoodie off um, for the day because it was just nice and toasty here. I know. So, how's 2020 been for you so far? It's been fun. Lots of change. Lots of people trying to do something new this year. I think that the, the, the 2020, the, the nice even number on the years, made a lot of people decide that they're going to do something new. So people are redoing their websites in business. People are starting new ventures. People are deciding that they're going to try things that they haven't tried before for a while. And so this has been fun. More people I talk to, the more people are out there deciding that this is going to be a year to go for a breakthrough of one sort or another. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with everybody's great plan. Um, I got to tell you, it's been, uh, you, you mentioned websites, saw a lot of those, finally seen a lot of maintenance uh, being done and seen way too many packs out there, uh, hacked websites. Uh, that type of business, I'm, I'd usually not rather see, but that's okay. So you said you're seeing a lot of new businesses pop up. What types of businesses? Is there any trend to it or is it all across the board? You know, I'm having, I have a little bit of a trouble hearing. Can you give me the short version of your question? So my question is, is um, what types of businesses are you seeing being formed? Are they in any industry, specific industry? Let's see. The, the kind of business, I think that businesses right now, um, they're, they're looking to, to expand. A lot of businesses are looking to expand of various sorts. And um, lots of things, lots of people in the service businesses are looking to uh, branch into new areas. So there's lots of things that I'm seeing in business now that are very exciting for people. They're looking to uh, find new markets and I think look ahead for a lot of the things that they're trying to do. All right. So 
let's shift gears a bit. Um, on this, uh, I saw an article the other day about, uh, I think it was in Forbes, on seven success tips to help leaders give negative feedback effectively. Um, I, I think we've all struggled that, with that uh, in our own businesses. What have you found works best? when trying to give a consultant or an employee negative feedback? Oh, I think one of the things that's important with negative feedback is to listen to the employee first, to find out not only what's being demonstrated, but what it looks like from their perspective, because sometimes what looks from the employer's side or the boss's side to be something that is really inappropriate. From the employee side, it's something that sort of makes sense. So I think the first thing to do is just is to think about what it looks like from the employee side and uh, see see what the, the issue is from their side. But at the, there's always a time that, that you just can't resolve things. And then I think that one of the things that I learned very early in my life was to compliment in, pu- in public and correct in private. And so I think it's very important that you don't always just, there you go, that you just don't always um, pound on people and embarrass them because the situation's bad enough already. And you're, you're waving your little, your little hammer around. But the situation's just tough enough already. So you don't want to make it even worse by causing secondary damage. You want to make the situation a win-win and sometimes the negative feedback is what people need. Sometimes it goes as far as, as telling somebody that the job you have and the person that you're talking to aren't the best fit. And in that case, it's a win-win because if it's not the best fit for the person, uh, helping them find something that's a better fit is actually to their benefit. I agree. Sometimes you got to tell somebody to pull their head out of their butt. Um, maybe not as often as I have, but... Hey, you got to be able to do it from time to time because life's too short otherwise. All right, so now we'll go to the theater of the absurd. Um, have you watched this, uh, what was it called, Megxit, the, the du- former Duke and Duchess of uh, Sussex leaving the royal family? Um, have you watched – whoa, ring, ring, ring um, – have you watched any of that on TV, or have you been following that? You know, I unfortunately have not been watching much TV. Some of the stuff on TV is uh, really tough to watch sometimes, so I, I haven't, haven't been watching very much. So I've been trying to stay away from television pretty much, and so I've been able to be un- successful in that, but certainly it sort of uh, dampens uh, my awareness of a lot of the other things that are happening that might not be quite so um, difficult and controversial from from one side or the other. I can't argue with that. Um, I just, I really can't. All right, so we'll stay slightly in the the absurd. Um, Recently, it appears that an anonymous group of people have taken pigeons and put hats, uh, Make America Great hats, on pigeons in Las Vegas. I I just – 
I keep wondering who would have a whole bunch of little hats made up, and how do you get pigeons to stay in one place long enough to put hats on them? I don't know. It's one of those things. Um, good question about the hats, though. What kind of hats? Are, there's all sorts of hats out there, and um, you need to figure out what hats are good hats. Well, see, my thought was that would be a phenomenal way if I was thinking about putting like West Vine hats, you know, getting a little, a whole bunch of West Vine hats and, and putting them on um, for a publicity statement, but I'm not sure about that. I think one of our, ah, yes, the elegant, the elegant tomboy, Francis Esters, has joined us. Francis, we're just talking about pigeons and hats. Do you have any, do you want to weigh in on pigeons and hats? Um, I don't think you should wear a pigeon as a hat. That's about as intelligent as, as I've said anything so far, so we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> could be a little messy. All right, so I'll, I will ask you, you uh, have run, you run a business now, you've run some very large businesses in California. What is your what is one of the effective leadership strategies you have to give negative feedback on how to give negative negative feedback to an employee or somebody you just walk up to in the street um an employee a boss whatever your choice well i think you you try to take it to the positive side and not necessarily look at it as a negative attack on someone, but here is a way of we can improve whatever the situation may be. Is it something that, you know, happened face to face on how they interacted with someone? Was it how they handled the deal? I mean, there's so many caveats to that, but it's really how I take it, especially if I'm working with either a student or uh, an employee is this is what we can do to make this better rather than trying to make it as make them feel bad as a personal attack that they did something, you know, really wrong. It's just how do you make it better? They'll go with hammer time, but that's beside the point. Well, sometimes you want to, but that's not always appropriate, especially when you live in a, such a litigious state as California. Sometimes? Okay. You folks live in different worlds than I do. Never mind. All right. So we're going to go talk technology now. Um, uh, there was I saw an article within the last couple of days or so that a Tesla autopilot was tricked into accelerating from 35 miles an hour to 85 miles an hour by duct tape. What technology do you see that's that's touted as the next big thing that you that scares the living daylights out of you or or makes you say no thanks i don't want it francis 5g ooh 5g why that's just cancer rating of the, well i mean it's frying people there's many scientific studies showing that the exposure that we're going to receive from that is horrible. And when they're putting these towers up in, in areas that are in residential neighborhoods, what is that doing? I mean, they want to put them by schools. They want to put them by the most populated areas because they want to give people the best reception. But yet at the same time, you're going to give them cancer. And we live so long without cell phones. Why do we need to have 5G now? 
I'm been contemplating going back to a flip phone myself. So right. Well, you know they're making smart flip phones now. Ellen, you need a flip phone with a dial. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Right. One. I, I agree. I think smartphones have just made us more stupid. Definitely made us more lazy. I agree with you. Um, Ellen, what's the technology you find that scares the living daylights out of you? Oh, I think that the facial recognition technology and the ability for people to, to track you wherever you are and know who you are and where you've been. And with your cell phone, knowing exactly where you are and to be able to identify you out of a crowd, that to me is super scary. Absolutely. So there's no such thing as privacy anymore. Absolutely. There is no such thing as privacy. So we've started out with being fried by radiation, being Mm -hmm. tracked and and to our very last, um, very last, millimeter movement so i'll add on to you it's the alexas and the google homes that scare the crap out of me because they're always listening and who knows how creepy they are but you know so we'll have to do a post on how to avoid these type of um (laughs) these type of technologies so folks Let's take a quick commercial break here uh, and want to tell everyone they can uh, call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. We're broadcasting video on Facebook, uh, Periscope, and allegedly Instagram. We'll find out about that later. Uh, If you're interested in becoming a community voice, check out the Link Local Network. Um, and fill out the form. We'll talk to you about becoming a community voice. Also, want to give a shout out to our, ooh, can we get to the buttons in time? Um, our newest uh, radio show on Tuesday nights, Life Hurts, uh, God Heals. You can check that out at 7, yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific time. That's 9 um That's 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Do you feel like the world is broken? Well, guess what? It's true. We all have painful moments in life that cause such deep wounds, and healing often seems like a long and difficult path, if not downright impossible road to walk. In Life Hurts, God Heals, we pursue a journey to the awareness of God's constant and loving presence. The journey is not easy, but it helps to walk the path with others who seek the same guidance. That's what Life Hurts, God Heals is all about. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific on blogtalkradio.com. If you cannot join us live, you can listen on your favorite podcast platform by searching for Linked Local Broadcast Network. You can also listen to them on the Linked Local Network website. Now a word from Westvine. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? You wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers. Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. 
We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Thanks, Michelle. We're back. Uh, all right, so let's go talk about movies. Anybody have any favorite movie news? I do, but I'm going to let everyone go first. Ellen, any favorite movie news? No, the last one I saw was Little Women, and I also saw the one about Fred Rogers, and uh, they were good. They were good. They were not violent, not controversial, and uh, just a good old time, so I was happy. What about you? Well, last Francis first. Whoa, we got ah, earthquake. Sorry. So we won't ask Francis. We're just gonna mute her, hopefully. And (laughs) she's muted. Ha! See, this is what happens. For me, filming of the Matrix Four. Keanu Reeves has been seen in San Francisco filming the the version, the Matrix Four. So that makes me really, really, really happy. I think that's probably my all-time favorite movie. All right, so. Let's, since we're the community voices, what issues do you see in the community around you, and what do you think need to be done about them? What do I see in the community around me, and what needs to be done about it? I think what I see in the community is a lot of polarization, that we have people on many fronts that are uh, just getting crabby. And I would hope that we can come back to a, a time that we're a little bit more civil and we're a little bit more understanding uh, on all sides. So I would really hope that, that we, can, uh, we can start to be kinder to each other. Hmm. So, I, you know, you're, um, I, I do agree with you that there is a whole lot of polarization in um, the the communities. Uh, I sometimes where, wonder where it comes from. Um, the people I meet and deal with in the community, they um, they don't come out and start screaming at me when I want. Well, a few of them do, but yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of expect that. Um, but for the most part, I don't see people don't you know, aren't flying off the handle going crazy. Um, where's that polarization coming from? Who, because you're right, it's coming from somewhere. Uh, no matter what news I watch, uh, it's polarized from one side or another. So is it, is it a media creation? Is it a governmental creation? Where's it coming from? I think a lot of it is coming from the, the perceived anonymity of social media, that people feel that they can say things on, on a feed, on, especially on, on things like Facebook, that, that they can say things on a feed that they probably wouldn't say to somebody face-to-face. And so I think that part of it is that there's this anonymity and, and people feel is, uh, isolated because of that and feel that they can say things that uh, they might not say if they were really looking at somebody face-to-face and person-to-person. So in other words, the fact that the fear of being punched in the face because you're saying something stupid has 
brought about far more polarization? Because well, I think that that it probably has because it's very hard to punch somebody in the face online. Yeah, and Lord knows I've tried. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. That's actually a um, I want so to any of our listeners out there. If you know of any studies that have been done on the uh, increased polarization of U.S. Uh, political discourse at, since the rise of social media, um, reach out through the website, and uh, we'll have you on to talk about the show. So. Since we're trying to keep our show short today, um, for our listen, our watchers and listeners on Instagram and Periscope, any good trips coming up? Any vacations you're going to take? Business trips? Well, I don't have one coming up, but the last one I took was very interesting. I'm Japanese-American, and so my family and I took a trip to see the Manzanar Relocation Center in California. Because that was a place that my my parents and my grandparents and aunts and uncles and some of my older cousins were interned during World War II. And it's a place we'd never been before, but we went there and it was very, very educational and informative. It was a place that you went to see history. And it's a part of the history that is... um, very difficult for the country at large, but it was an important part of history, especially when it was basically an issue of racial profiling and uh, being held without without being accused of anything. And so it was very important to uh, see that and, and reflect on that. Uh, that's a that's an interesting place to go. Um, I nearly went to Auschwitz, um, but we couldn't figure out the bus schedule in Poland, which, yeah, Chicago buses are nowhere near as bad as Polish buses. So hey, California, actually, there I saw something in the news that California just officially apologized for its part in the internment camps during World War II. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't make a couple of comments. Um, they're also apologizing for rampant homelessness. So um, I'm not sure what good them apologizing for that does any good. But so since we're about out of time, I want to ask you what's your advice to people who are working toward balancing their work and their um, life? Work-life balance. I think the way to balance work-life is, first of all, to take a quick assessment as to what you really are doing for work, what you really are doing for life, and decide what your priorities are. That you only have your kids young once, and you sometimes only have a work opportunity once, and it's hard to say which comes first. And different people have different places to draw that line, but it's important to know that there is a line and that there's time to say no to work because, because the family is really important. And work is not going to care what happens to you when you retire. Your family is. So keep that, keep that in mind. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully I leave my work to my 
grandkids, but that's beside the point. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, talk about leadership, talk about marketing, talking about business, how do they get a hold of you? Well, my company is Advantage Business Concepts, and my website is www.advantage-biz.com. And so they can get in contact with me that way or through Facebook or through LinkedIn, and I would love to, to uh, chat with and get in contact with some of your your viewers and listeners. All that evil social media stuff. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Community Voice Chat. Until then, let's keep rocking. <laughs>